right, welcome in to the first ever Entrepreneurs Podcast, powered by the First National Bank of Central Texas. Hi, everybody. I'm Dan Ingham, and I am fired up to be starting up this brand new podcast. Uh, we're here at Startup Waco. If you don't know about it, it's a great organization that is getting a lot of things going for entrepreneurs here in Waco and the Central Texas. Before we get to our first guest, I want to talk about uh, what we're going to be doing. So once a month, we're going to be talking with a business leader in our community. We want to pick their brains, uh, learn how they've been successful. Maybe times they weren't successful, going through the ups and downs that come uh, with being a business owner, but uh, we think this is going to be a lot of fun. So if you're listening to us right now, thank you. Make sure you try and subscribe and uh, listen to it as we keep on going. We have some great guests coming up over the next few months, and we think this is going to be a nice addition to the podcast space here in Waco. Uh, as mentioned, we're going to be talking to business leaders throughout the community uh, every month, and our first guest is a fun one, John Woodard. He is the president of Team Solutions. John? Thank you for coming in here. Welcome. Glad to be here. All right. So, John, uh, we're going to get to a lot here. We're going to talk about uh, what exactly Team Solutions is, what you guys do. Uh, but I also, first off, why don't you tell us a little about yourself and you know, take us through your work history. It doesn't have to be the, the, every uh, XYZ of it, but tell us a little about what you've done in your career. My career started out <clears throat> as a young man working in junior high and high school. Um, didn't really know it at the time, but I was learning how to work by the project versus by the hour. Um, had a lot of jobs, got paid by the bell, got paid by the cord when I hauled wood, got paid by the fur whenever I was doing trapping. Oh, wow. Um, and got a lot of jobs where I got paid by the mill, washing pots and pans. My dad ran a Christian youth camp in East Texas called Frontier Camp, and um, I grew up um, in an environment where um, really learned to, to work with my hands as well as work um, by the job. So I think I was kind of wired to be a um, owner of a business one day or, or a contractor of some sort. So um, also I'm not a big academia guy. I had an academic scholarship um, through welding and building stuff in, in the ag. Um, went to Sam Houston State for a year, determined that it wasn't really my cup of tea and ended up at TSTC um, and got my uh, degree in HVAC from TSTC and that's what started me in my career. But aren't you glad in a way though that you were self-aware enough to realize all right this path is not for me there's another path some folks might have said well I gotta tough it out and, and do the four-year college deal but you thought you know I've got a, the path that works better for me. Yeah and, and luckily I had a, um, some, some counsel that I had grew up with that, that recognized that, um, that I wasn't going to be an academia guy. You know dyslexic people don't have a lot of ability to you know excel in academia and um, you know I hear again I was hands-on and, and needed to, to work in an in a environment where I could use my hands and my um, brains, of course, but um, yeah, they, I had some guys point me in the right direction, and um, and still got my education, and still got the foundation sure. uh, to build from, and that's what I got at, at TSTI at the time. And now it's TSTC, as you know. All right, so Team Solutions. What exactly is Team Solutions? Team Solutions. That's we're a energy management and building automation company. Um, we control how buildings um, operate today, whether it's a hospital, whether it's a school district, commercial office building, um, you name it, most buildings today have some level of, of automation and control. And 
to help manage the energy and the life safety of what's going on within a facility. The environmentals, you might say. I would imagine you guys do a role that a lot of us don't even think about every day. <laughs> would, you, would you agree with that? Most people, it's very difficult to explain exactly what we do at a detailed level, yes. And, um, but anywhere you go, um, whether it's to the hospital, um, to Walmart, to Lowe's, um, all those buildings are being managed by um, energy management or building automation uh, system. Um, and um, they're, the people that run those facilities are very aware of the energy that's being consumed and um, looking for ways to consume less because energy and utilities comes off the bottom line of everybody's business. And if they can cut those costs and save costs, that's, that's more profit that can be made. And so it's a win-win for both y'all then it's at that point. That's all right, right, let's go backwards. Tell me, when did you guys start and how did it all come about? So Team Solutions was started um, in 2001 in August. And <clears throat> it was basically started um, kind of out of a passion to, to do something different outside of working for a, a large corporation. I had been with a large corporation um, for about 12 years. Um, a larger corporation purchased it and I lasted about three years after that transaction. So um, the, the real drive to, to start Team Solutions as an independent in a, in a, in a um, you know, business area that's, that's largely corporate um, and the big five pretty much um, are the, the household names in our industry. Um, to be an independent in, in this industry is, is, is a tough road to hoe. Um, so, but we did it with a, with a passion to, to really serve the, the customer and the employee, kind of have a balanced scorecard approach um, is our business model. Um, you take care of your customers, you do what you say you're gonna do, um, you have a good product, you find good people, you take care of those good people, give them a good place to work, and your bottom line will take care of itself, so to speak. Of course, there's a lot of details that go into that, but that's that's our model. Um, customers, um, employees, and and, um, and and good products. You're listening to the Entrepreneur's Podcast, powered by the First National Bank of Central Texas. So when you guys start uh, in 2001, we're talking with uh, John Wooder, the president of Team Solutions. Uh, John, when you guys started in 2001, I mean, you're taking a leap of faith. Take, talk me, walk me through your emotions at that point. Were you nervous? Were you like, I got this? I mean, what, what's going through your mind? Well, the first thing that was going through my mind is I didn't want to work where I was at anymore. Sure. Um, and then the simple thought that there can be another way. Um, I think local decisions um, are important. Um, being able to talk to talk to a manager that, that has the authority to make a decision uh, without going back to you know, a set policy that may not apply to your exact circumstances. Um, so um, basically, I won't say using your common sense, but having the ability to make um, local decisions for, for customers and employees is, is, was key um, to, to us getting, you know, rolling and started. Did, did, we, did we have this? No, we didn't have it. Um, I think I was mentioning to someone earlier, we started two weeks before 9-11 almost, and, or maybe three weeks, and, um, and everything slowed down 
everywhere, right, right as we were starting the company. Um, but I, we did have faith. Um, we still have faith uh, um, today, but we also, um, you know, have the, um, the, you know, there's a new term out that everybody wants to polish up around right now, and that's grit um, is, a, is a new one that's out there and a buzzword. But, you know, I think that, you know, we, we had the, the um, I can't say it on the podcast, I'm sure, but we had, we had what it took to give it a shot um, yeah. and, and give it a try. And, um, and then we had the faith. We are men of faith, me and my partner. And um, I think that that um, has really helped us and our families as we were getting started. Um, and we didn't, we didn't make it quick. And, you know, when I look back over the course of 18 years, I, of where I thought we could be after 18 years and where we are really now, um, I still see us as, as could have been more, right? And I'm um, always analyzing that. So, um, no, we didn't have this. We didn't have a product. We didn't have a customer. Um, but we had a, a, a drive, right, to go, go find the right products and also, um, you know, find problems that we can solve for customers. That's got to be satisfying, though, when you do set up, you solve those problems for customers, I would think. For sure. Yes, it's... Um, there's a lot of satisfaction in, in um, delivering and, and solving problems for, for customers and having a, a good place for employees to, to grow and thrive and, and you know, reach, reach their goals. You mentioned employees just now. If there's one thing I hear from just about every business owner I talk to is what a challenge it is to find good people. You've been doing this for 18 years now. What have you learned about hiring and what do you look for in finding the right kind of person that's, that's been effective for you? Yeah, it's, uh, that's a, that's, there's a little bit to that. Uh, it's not any, any one straight answer. Um, you know, we look at, look at it, it's a three-legged stool, so to speak. We, we, um, we recruit and we hire and then we acquire, right? Um, and all three of those are a, a different process. Um, when you're doing employee acquisition, a lot of times you're, you're finding uh, individuals that are already successful in your industry or that you feel like could be successful that are um, out in the industry already or in a, in a similar industry. So you, you basically um, get to know those individuals and recruit um, over time. Um, it helps to be a, a company that's attractive um, and that has a good reputation of, of being a good employer. Um, so the decisions we make every day for employees are very important for the future hires of the next employees um, in the marketplace. Um, so we hire, we hire um, that's posting jobs um, that are available and looking for resumes to come in. Um, that's not our strongest um, way that we find talent and um, resources. Most of our resources, I would say that's about 10% of it, um, are, are, are done through um, job fairs, career fairs, and recruiting um, out of trade schools or out of universities. Um, um, so that's, that's how we go about it. We um, find people in the industry. Um, we start getting to know them and um, see if we ha might have something that they're interested in that, that, that um, would be a good fit. We see if they're a good culture fit for our for what we're doing and working within our organization, and um, and then we post ads um, and interview and look at resumes, 
and then we recruit and look for um, individuals coming right out of right out of school in in certain degree programs that are specific to our industry. You're listening to the Entrepreneurs Podcast, powered by the First National Bank of Central Texas. We're joined today by the president of Team Solutions, John Woodard. Um, John, um, you've been in business for 18 years now. Not everything's going to be perfect all the time. You've obviously had some, every company has a rough patch here and there. Can, can you think of an obstacle that you've had, um, that you've learned from, that you had to overcome in the last 18 years? I can think of several. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know which one I want to talk about first here. Uh, one of the obstacles is, as a contractor and a, and a service provider um, is is the ability to uh, financially um, support the projects um, that you're capable of, of doing, right? Um, so, so having the funding, um, when, you're, when you're starting a business and, and you have a set amount of, of capital, um, and, and obviously if, you, if you're thinking about starting a business, um, you know about burn rates and all those type of things and when you're trying to, to be profitable and, and whatnot. But, you know, in our industry, um, it, we're, we're not a transaction-based um, company. So we don't, when we hand services or a deliverable over, um, in many cases, we're three tiers down a, a pay um, application. So our, our receivable can, can be out, you know, up to 65 to 70 days in some cases. So obviously, we try to be direct with the owner, but in some cases, um, we're a third-tier contractor. So cash flow can be an issue um, for us, but also um, being able to financially bond um, the projects as well is a, is a, is a real um, struggle for a, for a startup company similar to ours. And um, obviously uh, there'll be a lot of companies that, that start businesses or individuals that start businesses that won't be in our, our specific industry, so it might not be applicable to get into what it takes to provide a performance and payment bond um, on a government project. So, sure. But that was one of the, the obstacles. And, you know, one of the things that, that I've figured out over, over time and that I've, um, some of the great decisions we've made versus some of the decisions that maybe weren't so well was, was the relationships that we do business with and how those relationships will help you be successful because your success brings their success as well. And that's from a banking standpoint, from an insurance standpoint, from um, a council standpoint, and a CPA standpoint. And we've been very fortunate to be um, with those same um, group of people, um, professionals that from almost from the go um, of when we started our organization. And that's, that's we've gained a lot of credibility um, along the way in our industry um, because of our professional team and our products that we've, that we've decided to sell. When you guys got started too, obviously you're a lot smaller than you are now, how did you handle the things like HR, marketing, stuff that when you're starting a business you may not think about right away? Um, how did you guys handle all that kind of stuff? Well, I was fortunate to, to be a, a top-level manager at the organization that I, that I worked in, so I I, I got to work alongside a lot of those type of, of specialties. Um, so um, we put together our own marketing, um, of course. Um, there's a lot uh, more tools available and technology available today that's, that's, um, that's not very expensive um, for, for companies and startup. But, you know, starting up 
today versus what we did 18 years ago is, is it's not going to be comparable what you can do from a marketing standpoint uh, particularly on a on a budget um, so um, yes we marketed our company door to door we weren't in sales uh, me or my partner we were in operations and um, but we still got out and talked to potential customers and, and marketed um, our capabilities. Let's go ahead and have a quick word from our sponsor, the First National Bank of Central Texas at FNBCT. We know what it's like to run a business because we are one too. That's why we give business owners all the tools they need to succeed, whether it's the latest technology, quick decisions on loans, or first-rate personal service. We work every day to help you reach your goals. For more on how we can help you grow and prosper, visit us at fnbct.com or come by and see us at any of our five convenient locations. That's the First National Bank of Central Texas, locally owned and operated for over 100 years. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Uh, so let's get back to John Woodard, the president of Team Solutions here on the Entrepreneur's Podcast. John, uh, if you were talking to someone who's maybe in their 20s or 30s, or it actually, it doesn't matter any age, if they're thinking about starting a business, what are a few things you would say, hey, this is what you need to think about when you're starting? Think about a way out. Because <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> you know, always be prepared um, in, in the thought of not only being successful, but what do you do when, when there's problems? I think um, success uh, for a lot of people is a lot easier to manage than, um, I won't say failures, but struggles and obstacles. Um, and, and there are going to be obstacles. And I, I think I would, um, if I was mentoring a, a person that was starting their company I, I think I would you know paint a picture of, of the of the good and a, and and probably um, inform them of, of things that that are going to be a tough and a struggle you know my mentor um, that one of my mentors I should say um, Charles Hansford he owns 4L Engineering in Garland Texas he hired me out of trade school and um, two years out out of it I left him over a couple bucks an hour. <laughs> um, however, um, I have a strong relationship with him, and, and he felt like that he wasn't going to have a job that would hold me long anyway. And I, I didn't know that at the time. But he started, he was with a, a large corporation for many years and started his own company as well in the, um, in the early 80s. And uh, one thing he told me, told me that, that I think rings true is there... There's days when, when you would sell your company for a dollar, and there's days there's probably not enough money in the world to buy it from you. And uh, I think that describes it well. Do the days where you wouldn't sell it for, enough, for anything, do those outnumber the ones you'd sell it for a dollar? With my personality, no. I, I'm a guy that's a continuous improvement. I'm a process-driven guy. I always see, you know, even in great success, um, the ability to, to have done something better. And, and I typically, um, because I'm in a very competitive uh, business um, in, in space, um, we have to continually improve. So I spend more time looking in areas that we can improve than I do looking at the scoreboard when we won. But would and you we, say that's part of the reason you're successful? I don't know. I'm going to guess yes. I don't know you that well, John, but I'm guessing there's, that's a big reason why you've been successful. Uh, we're wrapping up here on the Entrepreneur's Podcast, powered by the First National Bank of Central Texas. Um, just we'll finish off with a couple things here. I think I touched on a little bit, but 
being a small business owner, starting a business from scratch and seeing it go now for 18 years, what's been the most satisfying thing for you? Relationships, yeah. Just the relationships with customers and employees that, um, you know, have just grown. Um, seeing young men hired out of, um, out of college with a, a lot of ambition, you know, 10 or 12 years later, uh, making key decisions for the success of an organization and the success of others is, is, is key. Um, you know, we did um, a, a key project um, at uh, Brook Army Medical Center, one of our larger customers, and they have a, a, a building adjacent to the, to, the, um, to the hospital that's called the Center for the Intrepid. And um, they were having problems with their therapy pool um, for wounded warriors that are missing limbs that come back and, and they get rehabilitated and there's a big process um, during the Gulf Wars, Wars. There was a lot of that um, taking place from the imp imp improvised explosives um, um, effectiveness. Um, and being able to come in and, and, and solve that customer's problem um, with how the, the environmentals and the therapy uh, pools were working was a was a big success um, for our organization. One of the the larger companies that that had done the building and performed the the work when the facility was built um, couldn't get the situation under control uh, literally <laughs> after three years. And we were able to come in and in 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 a short time frame um, when we came in and and solved the problem the the. They didn't have a downtime that they couldn't use that therapy pool, um, it, you know, since. And that's been about nine years um, probably since we came in and, and, and helped with that situation. So those are very satisfying, you know, to, to, to actually be able to reflect on um, accomplishments that our organization has accomplished and everyone that works here um, goes back to the passion of why we started, right? We felt like... We could do this, right? You so. got this. <laughs> yeah. John, it has been a pleasure talking with you today. Uh, thank you for what you're doing, and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. Appreciate you letting me come in here and talk. This has been fun. This has been the first Entrepreneur's Podcast, powered by the First National Bank of Central Texas. We we'll hope you'll join us. We'll be doing these once a month from here at Startup Waco. <laughs>